Hello folks, welcome to the Answers May Vary podcast. I'm Kristen Miller, your host, and here today in the studio with me are Brad Nisley. Hello everybody. Derek Schmucker. Hey, how's it going? And the all-famous Brandon Miller. What's up? <laughs> I don't know if you're famous or I'm not. not well, famous, Brandon, yeah. But you are now. So, uh, Brandon, I, uh, actually one of our listeners shared a news story with me since oh. we recorded last that pertained to your... Um, your last kind of spicy that you did, and then I heard that you were thinking of talking about that. So go ahead. Do you have a, a quick little news update? Wait, yes, I do, but uh, now I'm curious who the listener is. You'll never know. <laughs> can we bleep it out? Yes. Okay, yeah. Can bleep it out. Okay, who is it? It was a Oh, really? Okay. Oh, oh, oh wow. Interesting. Oh. She's digging in the j- oh. junk news story bin. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> no. So I ran across this news story, and I thought it was... I was actually going to bring it for kind of spicy, but I had another thing I really wanted to bring for kind of spicy, so Kristen relieved my anxiety by saying he was actually going to lead in with this, so it's really good. But, so last last kind of spicy, I talked about um, the person who is in their own search party looking for themselves. You guys remember that story? Oh, yes. yeah. So there was a bit of a follow-up scenario, which was almost as funny, or maybe better even, um, that happened in Colorado. I think it was like, I want to say I saw it last week, so it was- pretty recent history. I just brushed up on it tonight. It was October 18th. Okay. Oh, a little longer than I thought, but yeah. Same difference. Anyway, so this hiker was hiking um, one evening, which as hikers have been known to do, (laughs) and he got off the trail and couldn't find his way back. He, she, not sure, whoever, couldn't find their way back. I think it was a male. I think it was a he. Okay. Yeah, he couldn't find his way back to the trail. So he keeps hiking around for a while and finally eventually gets back to the trail and... um, does make it back to wherever he had started from, but he didn't make it back until like nine o'clock the next morning. So it was like from like nine o'clock in the evening to like nine I, o'clock the next morning. I thought morning. he started his hike in the morning. Like I thought he was gone all day and wasn't back in the evening. No. And then he like was gone all night yet too. No, I think he was just gone. I could be wrong on that. Okay. I right. would fact check myself except the tablet that I did my research <laughs> on we're using as a timer. So <laughs> there you go. But anyway, Do your own fact the, the funny part was, is that the local search officials had started searching for him. And they were pretty ticked off when he finally showed up because they had been trying to call him repeatedly during his absence. And every time he wouldn't answer because he didn't recognize the number. Oh, my stars. So they're like looking for this dude, trying to call him. And of course, I mean, they don't know why he's not answering, (laughs) assuming they didn't until he actually got back. But yeah, he straight up just didn't answer his phone because he didn't recognize the number. So moral of the story is, if you could be perceived as lost, you should probably answer your phone. They were kind of sending out a call to, or no pun intended, a call to people on social media. Hey, like, pick up the phone if you're gone longer than expected. Here's yeah. here's the other thing. If you're lost in the woods and you really need to concentrate and find the trailhead, don't answer calls from scammers. Well, that's too. Okay. But that's that's the yeast to my I'm just going to throw that out there. Like, who wants well, to argue with some, like, telemarketer or scammer when you're trying to find your way home for breakfast? So... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Why didn't they try to like text him or something? Well, that's my other question. Why oh. didn't someone who would have his number try calling him? Yeah. Like, why wasn't his family or friends calling him at that point? They were probably just like a wadded ball of anxiety. Well, it seems like a wadded balls of anxiety and you pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This is a weird story. <laughs> Maybe huh. he didn't have family. Maybe he didn't have friends. But that's why this story hiking. is getting really sad. <laughs> this is going to be Krista's new thing. To think. So, behind the scene looks, Krista was trying not to laugh right before he started recording. He's like, yeah, I just had to think of the Holocaust <laughs> to try to be serious. We're not talking about We're this. We're going to get canceled. <laughs> so maybe you can just think of poor orphaned hikers <laughs> instead. 
not answering their phones. No, but there are some times where you just have to be serious because because it is so like inappropriate and disrespectful to laugh. And I if you really we weren't have, talking about this. Sorry, we are now. Okay. That, he oh, brought it up. Okay. If you have the funnies at that moment, what are you going to like concentrate on to like make them go away? Apparently, lost hikers that aren't answering the phone. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I well, find that mine, humor, was, mine was the Holocaust. <laughs> mine usually happens when <laughs> someone's terrible thing. I, usually when someone asks me about something really serious, go. sometime during the thing where I'm like trying to explain to them the serious situation, I'm just looking at their very intent face and it just cracks me up. <laughs> And you just can't laugh because you're talking about something serious, but it's, right. they're just looking there, just like nodding along and very you, intently, and it's so hard. Uh, and you know that they're probably reading your face too, and they're like watching your grin spread out wider. Yeah. <laughs> I know, <laughs> such a weird situation to find yourself in. Yeah. So, Brandon, you're bringing the uh, open for debate question today, right? Yes. Okay. I guess so. so. Let's go into open for debate, our discussion segment of the podcast. Okay, so one of our our dear listeners sent us a question, um, and the question was what something to this effect. What do our dreams say about us? Like, or what are they significant? What do they say about us? Um, and I found it kind of interesting because when I put that on the chat as a, a possible option, some of us were thinking dreams that you have at night, and some of us were thinking, like, life goals or dreams, more life, um, bigger bigger scope dreams, I guess. And at first I was thinking those as totally separate, but I guess they're, in some ways they're not necessarily, I guess we can talk about that some too, but let's kind of start with the, the sleep dreams. Um, I guess feel free to share any personal stories or, um, I guess, yeah, are they significant still? Because I know like in the past, sometimes they would have had a significance. So how do you guys feel about those? This can kind of be hmm. free form and you can take it from here wherever. <laughs> I don't know, but like, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking of, like when you said that we were talking about dreams just now, I was thinking of the nice little piece of advice that says to follow your dreams. And I was just wondering, where would we end up if we followed our night dreams? <laughs> oh, oh, my. <laughs> Some scary stuff. Actually, that's that's one of my thoughts on this is, okay, so <clears throat> people, some people put a lot of emphasis on what they ha- what they dream when they sleep. And... I struggle with that because kind of, kind of what you just said, what if we would, I mean, like there's so many dreams that I have, maybe I'm just weird, but that would not work well if I would try to live them out. Like mm-hmm. this just would not be a productive thing. Mm-hmm. And so how are you going to pick and choose which ones? Like what if you all of a sudden have a, a good one? It's like, oh yeah, I need to, to do that. But then the next night you have a terrible one. It's like, well, I'm not doing that. So how do you pick and choose which ones hmm. are the, the significant ones and which ones aren't? Well, Chris had mentioned something on the chat that I can like, he said, like, it seems to a degree like night dreams are just kind of something that happened to you. And that was maybe contrasting that with dreams like far future and real life. The more I thought about it, I'm not sure they, I think you can affect both of them, but both of them aren't entirely your choice. It seems like usually. Right. Right. But that's just for sure. Night dreams, maybe even more. So I'm just going to share a story that happened really me recently this isn't exactly a dream but sort of um i was this several weeks ago i was actually yeah it was a dream i was man i about can't remember what i was dreaming about but i was dreaming about something in which i had so in in the room where i sleep there's a guitar inside a case in the corner and it usually stays there because i don't practice very often but somehow i had to take the guitar out of the case 
and because um, I was going to take a picture of my guitar, and so I in my dream I like got the thing out of the corner and unbuckled three of the case clasps. And there's one, like, if the case is standing up, there's one kind of down on the bottom side of the case. And I didn't <laughs> unbuckle that one because it was too hard. And about that time, I, like, woke up and went to the bathroom and came back and went to bed. And in the morning, my guitar case was out of the corner. And there were three buckles oh. un- unbuckled, and the wow. last one wasn't. So, I don't know if that was, that was my most recent weird dream experience, probably. <laughs> Which is kind of <laughs> maybe off topic of what you <laughs> but you asked for stories originally right so well, yeah stories work too i mean just the other night i dreamt that i was in two separate emergency landings of a plane whoa and one plane after we landed the wing fell off so we we're really grateful we made it to the ground so nice. i don't know what wow. that has to do with, with actual real life huh. happening i'd but... recommend you don't fly anytime in the near future <laughs> yeah yeah probably wow. what do you but, think derek you've been kind well, of quiet over there yeah i'm there's a lot there's a lot here but the thing, the thing with dreams, so I'm talking about sleep dreams here. Um, it's weird because you dream things that you had no idea that you were thinking about. But where did, I mean, mm-hmm. where did they come from, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people would, I think a lot of people would agree that whatever you dream is somehow in your subconscious beforehand. Mm-hmm. Now, I think they can be influenced by the supernatural as well, Mm -hmm. but in general, that's in your subconscious. So I think it generally means something, but I don't know how much to put, how much emphasis to put on it. The other thing I was just thinking about is, so we talk about how you, how, if you, if you should follow your dreams and if you would, if you would apply that to nighttime dreams, sleep sleep dreams, how weird that could potentially be. But then I thought, well, I don't just do everything I think. Well, if if back up a little bit. So if dreams are some of your subconscious thoughts coming to consciousness, I guess, or how does that work? I don't know. Somehow you can remember some of them, but. If so, if those are essentially subconscious thoughts, I don't do everything in my foreconscious thoughts, in my conscious thoughts. Oh, okay. I so think... some of the, so my my conscious thoughts are not always worth sharing. Huh. Uh, my my conscious thoughts are not always worth sharing. So my subconscious thoughts are probably not always worth sharing or living out but anyway that's mm. just a couple of thoughts i had mm. yeah. that makes sense makes a lot of sense i had a speaking of other things that aren't worth li- <laughs> worth living out i had a dream about you brad Ooh. recently okay. um in which i don't remember all there obviously there there were other things that happened in the dream that i don't remember but what i do remember is that there was some kind of um nicely family reunion that you were a part of and it was like kind of a larger. It wasn't just your dad and mm-hmm. and his family. It was it was a larger reunion, and there were some like non-Anabaptists and maybe non-Christian relatives there. I'm okay. not quite sure. I don't. I think they were Christian, but they were they weren't um, Mennonite or anything. And and they somehow, um, which 
they they so apparently we're having some family issues okay and they thought that that you should really bring in a spiritual medium to help you out oh. with your family issues and like kind of take you back into your childhood and kind of those kinds of things like wow. as a family you were going to do this your whole <clears throat> extended family so you did oh and <clears throat> it was you and and your sister that i actually that i remember um clearly in the dream that we're a part of this and i I was the whistleblower. I was like, this is not okay. Like, I, like, sat you down and had a talk, I think, and you were, like, once I kind of spelled it out how it wasn't okay, you were like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see that. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. Well, I appreciate you uh, calling <laughs> so, me out on that, because I do think that would, was off track, so. <laughs> okay, so speaking of spiritual So that memories, was, sorry, that was another random dream memory. Yeah, no, but that, that's actually kind of a good bridge story. Do you guys think that dreams are still, like, sometimes have spiritual significance? Because I, I know you... Hear a lot of stories about that in the Bible, and I've heard a little bit about like maybe in some like Islamic countries or things like that. There's some of that still happens. I don't hear about that much, so I don't know. Are you guys? Do you know more about that, or what's your take on that? I think yes. I think that dreams are a way that God speaks to people, but I don't necessarily think they're a way that God speaks to everybody. I think you'll know if God is speaking to you through a dream, or at least. If you think he might be, you just pay attention and he will speak again or other ways or whatever. I don't think, like, I don't think we should say, God speaks through dreams, so all your dreams are significant or whatever. But I think it does happen. I will say for me personally, I haven't, I don't think I've often had God speak to me through dreams, but I know at least one time that I had, that it felt like I had God speak to me in kind of my subconscious waking up state. Like kind of as I was waking up, Mm-hmm. I had a thought mm-hmm. that has stuck with me and it seemed like it was from God. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's not quite the same thing, but it's similar. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I definitely think God uses dreams. So maybe that goes against my what I was saying earlier. Um, <clears throat> because I, well, it's clear from the Bible that he, he used that then. And I, I think he still does or still certainly can. Um, and so I think we should be open to that. But I also would discourage people from reading too much into dreams. Um, use some caution and and um, seek clarity from God if you're not quite sure what He's, if He is saying something in your dreams. Uh huh. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't have said it better than Kristen did when he said that you'll know when. Mm-hmm. I think you'll know when God is speaking to you through a dream, and mm-hmm. otherwise, I don't know that. I think there's a, a clear difference there, uh-huh. you'll, and you'll know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hmm. So, do you think? Do you are you guys of the opinion that more of dreams and the interpretation of more like I don't know if you say like <laughs> life aspirations or something along those lines? Um, do you think those are voluntary or involuntary or a mixture? Because I could be persuaded different ways on this one. Brad, you should go first well, on this one. I spaced out while I was asking the question, so I needed someone else oh, to answer, okay. so I know where he went with it. My okay. bad. So, so, yeah, no problem. I'll restate it. So basically, do you think that dreams that are more like life aspirations, are those things Can we just that, call them life dreams for okay, life simplicity? Dreams. Sure. Yeah. Are those things that we choose? Are those things that we do not choose, and they're just part of what's planted in us? Or is it a mixture? What? Go ahead, Brad, if you have something. Not yet. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna start off and say it's a mixture. Okay. Please explain. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> Unpack that a little bit. So obviously everybody has circumstances, things that happen to them in their mm-hmm. childhood before they can even remember, and then lots of things all through your life and on into adulthood. 
and those shape what you want to do and what you don't want to do, right? Mm-hmm. But then also, I I believe in in God and and the supernatural, uh, both good and evil. Good being, I mean, obviously God is the good supernatural being, mm-hmm. and he's much more powerful than the evil, but the evil still exists, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I think that can... God can affect your aspirations as well as uh, evil can affect your aspirations, I think, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that makes sense, Derek, what you said. Something that you said that interested me was mentioned like childhood affecting your dreams. And I hadn't really thought about that. But I think um, kind of playing off of that, I think there's also some things like personality or you know, just the way you're raised or whatever that could mm-hmm. definitely affect your, your dreams. You know, maybe say if you're a more adventurous personality, then you'll be more wanting to go for the daring things out there on the edge than if you're more laid back. Um, but I think I, along with that then, which you, you were saying this as well, that there are things you could do that would affect it. You know, if you, for example, listen to, a ton of music, you're probably more likely to have the dream of, you know, being a musician someday or something like that than if you're, you know, if music doesn't really interest you and you don't pour much time into it, it's not very likely you're going to be dreaming. I mean, whether what's causing an effect is a little bit blurry there, you know, do you have a dream and then pursue it or is it what you pursue that becomes your dream? That's a little mm-hmm. bit up for grabs, I guess. Right. And that, that reminds me of something else is so the people, as you can, as you can choose who you associate with and hang out with and, who you're close to as you as you start coming of age to choose that you can affect your dreams mm-hmm. like by mm-hmm. by the media you listen to and by the people you're around that uh-huh. can that can mm-hmm. shape your mm-hmm. your aspirations quite a bit i would say yeah yes. to your point um i remember andy stanley i think says when he's talking to like college students and younger folks he says your friends determine the direction and quality of your life. Mm-hmm. So, kind of, yeah, what you were saying. As you, oh, yeah, for as sure. As you can choose who you hang out with, uh, that does shape what you want, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with what you guys are saying. I think, I think what we, the environment we're in and what we choose to put into our lives will really shape who we become and even our dreams. I will say this. I think the, the best dreams are the ones that we allow God to shape. Now, mm-hmm. that can be we have our own desires or the things that we, we, we want to pursue, but I think it's best if we allow God to, to shape those into something that it's not just about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially, I, would, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I would maybe, I don't know, add, I don't know if it's exactly adding to it, but uh, just say that that's especially true if you are pursuing a dream and you come up with resistance. In some way, yes. I think it's especially important to let God shape your dreams mm-hmm. and um, be tuned into what He's asking of you. Yes, that's a really good point because I think some people get the idea that if they have a dream, that they just have to pursue that at all costs, and maybe maybe it's okay to pursue that, but maybe they should. Maybe God's telling them to do it in a different way, or it doesn't mm-hmm. quite look like they mm-hmm. thought, and so it makes sense to rather than just plowing ahead to to allow God to speak into it. So 
one question I would have is, do you think that some people dream more than others? Talking about life dreams. Or is it that some people are just better at uncovering them? Or maybe, I mean, for better or for worse, they think about them more, dream about them more, whatever. Or would you say that everyone has dreams, just not everyone uncovers them the same way? Because I think everyone would have ideas in their head of where they're headed or what they want, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's quite the same as dreams. Like planning your life maybe isn't quite the same as dreams. So I would love to talk about this. There was a time in my life when I actually didn't have very many dreams. And I think it's because I didn't know what they were, not because I didn't have them. And I th I think there could be people who don't have many dreams, but I think I would I would love to hear your takes on this, but I think dreaming is part of being a healthy human being. If you don't have any dreams whatsoever, I think it'd be wise to like spend a little time trying to uncover them. And if you like straight up can't uncover any dreams, I would like suggest maybe there's something a little bit skewed um with your lifestyle or or maybe you've experienced trauma or something like that. Um which doesn't make you a bad person. I'm just saying, I think, I think dreaming is part of being a normal human being. And okay. So when, when I didn't have very many dreams, I was, I was remember talking with my uh, sister and brother-in-law and somehow it came up in conversation and they encouraged me to like to write down what would I do if I had unlimited, basically unlimited resources and time. So, because often, I think often what keeps some of us from dreaming is just, well, it will never happen, so mm -hmm. it's not worth dreaming about, you know, mm -hmm. why put mm -hmm. the mental energy into it if it's not going to happen, which, you know, has some validity, but it actually, it actually stunts the good things that can come from dreaming too, I think, if you stop there. So just saying, just throwing it, the doors wide open saying, hey, what would you do or what would you want if, you know, if, if you had unlimited resources and that kind of gets the ball rolling in a, in some good ways, I think. And obviously, not everything you dream is going to happen, but that's a way of helping uncover your dreams, I guess. Mm -hmm. What do the rest of you guys think about that? Is that do, you, do you think that people... What do you think of my statement that about um, dreaming being a normal part of... being a part of being normal, I guess? I think it is a part of the human experience. Um, I think there is something to the... Well, okay, I would, I would also be a bit disturbed if someone did, just simply had no dreams. Like, mm -hmm. I think there's something, something wrong there, and you should probably dig into it and figure out what's going on. Um, I think there is something to different people being more aspirational, yeah. um, mm -hmm. possibly because of family or personality or whatever it happens to right. be. Um, and maybe some of, some of us need to develop more of that. There's also a thing of being almost too aspirational to where you're mm -hmm. not really that effective where you're at because uh -huh. you're always dreaming about the, the right. big thing or whatever. Yeah. So maybe there's a balance there, but I do think it, I think dreaming should be, or, or aspirations should be a part of, of all human beings experience. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. And <clears throat> I, I was going to say too about the, about the personalities. I mean, just like there's people who have are more have more organized spaces versus people who have maybe more uh their stuff is all over the place mm -hmm. just like that i think each person's dreams someone could have like just random ideas that they think of that would be cool but 
you know, you can't do everything in your life. Mm-hmm. Other people are much more organized and mm-hmm. and have nailed down exactly what they want to shoot for and what they're aspiring for. And I think we all kind of fall somewhere in that spectrum mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. So I guess kind of to summarize, um, and you can pitch in here with any closing comments or um, things you would change about my wording, but maybe just like nighttime dreams have some value, probably mostly more limited value, or maybe don't take them too seriously unless it seems like there's actually something to take out of them. Um, but life dreams, I would say, I think they are important um, so long as they're they're kept in their proper place and to, to let God shape and use those. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I'm going to wreck your closing thing okay, here because free. I forgot something when you were talking about the sleep dreams. <laughs> so I'm going to bring it up. I'm sorry, Brandon. No, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> So I came across something today. I was actually researching for my kind of spicy, so look out for that coming up later. But Spoiler alert. Um, yes. Um, <clears throat> but I came across the idea that dreams actually help us process, like sleep dreams. Um, oh. There is oh. a, and I'm not a sleep scientist, so disclaimer, but what I understand is there's a chemical that is, is there's a very low output of it in a certain type of sleep, the sleep that we most often dream in. And so that chemical um, is, it's kind of a stress chemical and it's really low in that stage. Hmm. And so you, you dream and it helps you process what has happened to you in a, in a non-threatening environment, essentially. Now, I don't know, I don't know how they prove this, but there's some thought that that this is actually what's happening. And it kind of fascinated me because it was like, oh, maybe, maybe dreams are actually healthy for us. Like, and we, and we don't huh. remember most of them, but huh. anyway, so there's something going on there. But then, then the flip side of that is, you know, you think about nightmares. Yeah, and you say, well, what's too. going on with that? But they think that the this chemical is not is at a higher level, and so bad things that have happened to you. There are people that have re- recurring dreams or nightmares that just happen over and over because of something bad that happened to them, and oh. this chemical is is too high, and so it's not a, a, a low stress environment, and it it actually causes problems in there. In their dreams, actually. So huh. I don't know if that's all true or how, how they can prove that so or whatever, you, but it fascinates if, if you have that problem, how do you lower your chemical, like, how do you get the, your chemicals balanced? I then? think there's some, some medicines that can help with that. And they talked about um, writing your, your nightmares down and actually changing them, like rewriting them to, to what you want, actually. And that can oh. help. That can huh. help you in, in your... Dreams. Okay, I that's fascinating because so, it would make sense to me that there's some reason for dreams because, like, there's very few things with your body that just happen. There's, like, no reason for them, at least as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no doctor, but that's what I've heard. But, like, usually if I wake up from a nightmare, kind of my go-to response is kind of when I'm, like, falling back asleep or as I'm laying there whatever – I kind of try to like rewrite uh-huh. it. Like, oh, you know, yeah. you wake up at uh-huh. the worst part, right? Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, oh, but this actually is what happens. Yes. Kind of like, oh. kind of just smooth it all out in your brain. <laughs> yeah. and it's just fine. In your subconscious, like, like waking yeah. state. Oh, does of... anyone else do that? Is yeah. That... Oh, oh yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. That is interesting. Thank, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. It is fascinating. Anyway, yeah, well, thanks for the dream discussion, folks. That was interesting. Can I say one more thing? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> to wreck your, that's to wreck your, your summary Try to keep us on time, but that's okay. I'm sorry. But I was just going to say, if if you are someone who doesn't know what your dreams are uh, and would like to find out, then, like, 
I would suggest doing what I said earlier, just like think about what you would do if you had unlimited time and resources and just write them down. Uh, but don't like guard. I would say don't limit yourself. Like just kind of go for it. And I think when you're dreaming like that, uh, it's more about brainstorming and just kind of letting yourself go rather than like, you're not you're not trying to edit your dreams really. So don't get dreams of, and goals too much. Yeah, like, exactly. Yes, that's that, what I'm saying. That's a good. That's what I'm saying. Distinction. There's a good place for goals too, but mm-hmm, that's not mm-hmm. what we're talking about here. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Anyway, and if you're one of those people who like dreams too much and like can't really focus on the task at hand, I'm not you, so I don't know what to tell you. But <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe you could could sit down and try to organize those a little bit and figure out what yeah. your goals actually are. Yeah, maybe you need to be a little more goal conscious in that case. I don't know. Yeah. Makes sense. Sounds good. Okay, thanks, Bryn. Welcome to the kind of spicy segment of the podcast. This is where we all bring something that's kind of spicy, which is interesting or, um, I don't know, new or inspirational or anything we want to talk about. So, Derek, I think you're going first this time. What do you got? Okay, so I'm a little unprepared, and so this is going to be pretty short, but that's why I'm going first. Uh, I just wanted to share a few random facts about opioids and poppy seeds and how they're connected. Wait, hold up. So this is an opioid factoid? Oh, (laughs) apparently. Apparently. So if you didn't know that uh, a lot of opioids are made from... yeah, my phone just buzzed. Don't worry about <laughs> that. Sorry. Don't worry about that. I'll uh, Derek's like, okay. I'll put it on the floor. There we go. I'll put it on the floor. Landon can bleep that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can leave it in and it's kind of fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so a lot of the opioids we use in the country are made from the seeds, I believe, of the poppy plant. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, I think it's the same seeds that we use to top our, like, our bread and stuff, uh-huh. cool looking huh. bread with poppy seeds on right. it, right? Huh. Same thing, right? I think so. Yeah, go for it. Anyway, so and I'm not sure about. I feel like some people grow like poppy flowers as well, but I'm yeah, not totally. Yeah. Sure. We totally oh, have yeah. at some point. Do we still? Yes. Have some what I'm not fiber? sure about is if that is the same plant yeah. or not. It might, it might oh, be the same gotcha. family, but maybe different. I'm not sure. Hmm. That's weird. I never thought about the flowers and the seeds. But well, anyway, hypothetically, if you go I mean, to Walmart and scrape all the seeds, seeds off a bunch of bread, can you get like highs off of it? Well, I'll get to that because so those are I found out that those are washed, so they get most of the good stuff out of them before they put them on the bread. <laughs> the goods. Oh, okay. And so, so you can't really you can't get high off of those. But apparently, there's this new thing called uh, poppy seed tea. Oh, I don't know if it's new. I just read on the internet that you shouldn't do it because you could get addicted. Oh, oh. hello. So that's cool. And also, <laughs> apparently they grow these in, in Australia and people, so so there's kind of an opioid crisis going on right now, okay. obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do or tell. at least, well. <laughs> Never heard of that. <laughs> no, no kidding. Are you sheltered? <laughs> yes. Living under a rock, I know. Yeah. Uh, Living under a rock. He was but yeah, people. So people. So people get onto these. He was homeschooled. All of us were. Really. Oh, anyway, Brad wasn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, so people get onto these poppy farmers in Australia. 
You guys. Sorry, I'm Time sorry. out. Yeah, of you have no rights to come at me. I'll start revealing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start revealing ACT scores I just discussed tonight. How sheltered I am. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I so, just looked over at Landon and he was like grimacing. Oh, <laughs> like, but I had just shared like, that fact about have... him. <laughs> Or I don't know what he was grimacing about, but it just cracked me up. Okay, Sorry, Derek. Back right, to you. Derek. Okay, so people people like to get on these farmers in Australia that grow poppies for the U.S. to be used as opioids. Uh huh. They like to get on their social media and chew them out for growing these things. I mean, how would you what? like to? Yeah, how would you like to go to surgery and not have? Some kind of painkiller to knock you out or whatever. I mean, that sounds awful. Right, yeah. No You've got to have it. It's a... I would like it even worse than going to surgery in the first place. Yeah, and then, mm-hmm. and then even in post, post-surgery or post-trauma, I mean, people need to be comfortable. And people that are, you know, on their deathbed need to, mm-hmm. need to be comfortable. I mean, this is, this is a great invention. So don't be hating on, don't be hating on the poppy farmers. They're doing, right. they're doing a good thing. But we do need to do something about yep. about addiction and mm-hmm. but I don't really want to get into that. So but mm. also mm. one other fact that I wanted to share is you were talking about getting high off of uh, poppy seeds off of bread, right? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently you can fail a drug test sometimes if you've eaten those. I've what? I've heard that. What? Is that true or is that an urban myth? I believe it's true. Okay. Huh. So it's not like, like, like you're, you're not getting, high. It's just that there's enough. Like, there's just enough of a trace in, system, in there that they that it it throws a flag. What the world? So that is so interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I guess he. If you are subject to random drug tests, don't eat poppy seed buns or whatever. Well, is it actually? Can you get it from just eating like a bun with poppy seeds on it, or is it more like poppy seed cake or something like that that has a lot more of them in it? Like I know that, like, there's some like desserts or something that have like a ton more. Than just like now, I don't know about the garnish that. on bread. That that may know. be that may be the case where yeah, there's a, quite a bit of it. I don't know. You might be right. I was just curious how much it mm-hmm. takes to. Don't know. Couldn't tell you. To do that. Sweet. Anyway, I'm done. Cool. That was interesting. Cool. Sweet. What Derek. you got, Brandon? So I have kind of a weird, kind of spicy, but I thought I'd just take you guys down a rabbit hole that I went down the other night. So I'm just going to share the full details and end up with the cool story at the end. So this is all pretty true. But uh, the other night, Jason and I were just chilling in the living room and. Jason, for some odd reason, was like, oh, did you know that today is the birthday of the guy who invented fiber optic cable? And it's like, no, I did not know that. Why would I want to know that? <laughs> and like, the nerd- How did you find out about like that? Like the nerdiest thing Jason has said in the last... <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, I saw it on a Google Doodle. Like, mm-hmm. that day it's Google oh, Doodle. I was like, oh, okay, gotcha. interesting. And so then that led us to reminiscing about how when we were kids, Google was just like the highest number out there like if you, oh, you just oh, use yeah. it as like a, a one a real followed by flex. what huh a thousand zeros so or it something. is yes it's so. one to the hundredth or it's ten to the hundredth power which means one of the two how many zeros that's all i want so it's a hundred zeros i, I just oh, know that zeros, it's okay. one followed by a hundred zeros but anyway it's it's kind of crazy um I, I saw somewhere calculation that it was like the number of known oh I should, I remember really slot this, but it was something along the lines of like Google being a uh, very similar number to the known number of particles in the visible universe or something really strange like that. Whoa. Yeah, Whoa. it's just That's a lot. Okay, wow. But anyway, so that, that let me down. What does that mean? <laughs> so when I was researching how big Google is, because, you know, it's like massive, I should just find that here. I'll keep working on it. But 
while I was searching that, I was trying to, I figured out that Google is actually spelled G-O-O-G-O-L, not G-O-O-G-L-E. And the, the other form of Google was an accidental oh. misspelling on the, t- on the part of like the tech giant Google. Like oh, that was wow. actually like a mistake that they misspelled it. Um, I thought that was, that was really interesting. Um, so just like for context. It's kind of cool though, cause it's their brand now. I mean, brands do that all the time. Like misspell things on yeah. purpose. Oh like, yeah. Mm, but like I, I would, I would that. assume that probably most people actually think that Google is spelled like the way that Google spells mm. it. Yeah. I would have had no idea. So apparently Carl Sagan pointed out the total number of elementary particles in the universe is around 10 to the 80th power. And that if the whole universe were packed with neurons so that there would be no empty space anywhere, that would be around 10 to the 128th power. So, <laughs> chew on that for a while. Okay, and Google is 10 to the 100th power? Yes. Okay, so it's kind of like in the middle there. Hmm. Yes. Ish. Yes, between those Something two, like that. which is very crazy. Um, but, well, so, it's it's. What do these guys do for fun? I don't know. So, for example, go hiking probably. The number of subatomic particles in the visible universe or the number of hypothetical possibilities in a chess game are close to the same number as Google. Wait, say that again about the chess game? The number of what? Number of hypothetical possibilities. Oh, like how the game will go, oh, kind of. Thing. Yes, which is interesting. A That's a lot. Yeah. 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 Okay, so that... I bet these guys go hiking to count the visible p- particles in the universe. And then they get lost and answer their phones. <laughs> oh dear. They so, probably wouldn't answer their phone. They sound like the type. That's not actually quite the end of my, my research because then I saw there's a cultural impact session, uh, or not se- not session, section of the Wikipedia page about Google. So I went to check it out. And I learned about this cool dude whose name um, is Charles Ingram and his wife. And they became pretty famous because on the British show, um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire?, in 2001, they answered, or he answered, the final question correct, which was um, something, uh, it was about the number Google, I think it was like, what's the word for one to the hundredth power, and he guessed it correct as being Google. But there was a slight problem with that, because there were a couple times in like the final minutes of the show, where he like kind of start going with one answer, and then he would change it to the correct answer. So they thought maybe he was cheating. So they started doing some investigation and realized that his wife, who was in the audience, and a certain contestant were coughing at weird times during the, oh. <laughs> during the performance Ooh. or during the show. And sure enough, they were cheating. Scandalous. Um, so, wow. yeah, basically what they pled that he had had hay fever, but they couldn't find any previous evidence of hay oh. fever. Um, so <laughs> Hold on a second. How are they communicating by coughing? I mean, like... He had, like, pre-memorized answers, and he just had to sort through the, like, they told him which one was right? My guess is they had some code figured out that, like, what their coughs meant. Like, they could probably figure it out in the audience somehow quickly while he was, like, you know, using his time to think about it and then um, and then cough to tell him which one to pick. I, that's my oh. guess. That's what I can figure out. Oh, um, oh like, he had, was it multiple choice? I believe so, yeah. Oh, so okay. That makes choice. sense. Yeah. I thought he was, like, shooting from the hip kind of thing. Yeah, no. Okay. So instead of that getting the million-dollar prize, which he <laughs> obviously did not get... Um, he instead was charged, um, let's see here. The charge that he was charged with was, sorry, give me two seconds while I find that. Cause it, it's drum a very roll, interesting, please. yes, drum roll. Okay. There we go. He was charged with a single <laughs> count of procuring, procuring the execution of a valuable security by deception. Wow. That sounds, I want to hear that again. It's pretty what? elaborate. It was procuring the execution of a valuable security by deception. 
was the charge that him and his gotcha. wife faced. Um, okay. So he was subsequently convicted of another unrelated offense involving insurance fraud. Um, so mm. he's a real fraudster. And then he was finally stripped of his um, title of major by the British Army. But Oh. Oh, wow. So, so it didn't end well life for him. went downhill. Yeah. That's, wow. So the moral of the story is don't cheat on game shows. Yeah. <laughs> that was not something to cough so at, that was, I So that was the rabbit hole I fell down about fiber optic cable and Google and game shows. So there you go. Fascinating. That is that is an incredible train of thought right there. Like, <laughs> yeah, know. Where do we start? We started there? Okay. No, we started with Jason talking about the, the, yeah. it was the birthday. The fiber optic thing. Fiber optic okay. and then wow. yeah, Wikipedia and the rest. Wow. So, is it my turn now? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want pretzels, <laughs> Brad's motion for snacks no, and then... We don't have any time. Oh. Oh. No. Our timer's not running. That's okay. That's we're, okay. okay. We're don't worry about it. We're just having real time. We're rolling. Let's go. It's all good. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, my kind of spicy is about shelter belts. Cool. And so probably most of you know what shelter belts are, but for if there are any listeners who aren't familiar with them, like maybe out-of-state listeners, they are basically rows of trees, uh, like several several rows of trees that are usually a mile long. Is that? It varies. It varies a little bit. I but... live at the end of a quarter-mile long one. Okay. Yeah, typically well, they'd be... Anywhere from a quarter to a half mile, I'd say, right? And sometimes up to a mile. Okay. Sure, yeah. But there's there's often different varieties of trees planted within them. And they were they were originally they were originally planted during the Dust Bowl days or shortly after to help end the Dust Bowl days because in uh the nineteen thirties there was this big problem with dust storms because of bad farming practices and drought and some other things. And <clears throat> so one of the worst storms in uh let's see in 1934 was 1800 miles wide and stretched from the great plains to the atlantic and in manhattan new york uh the street lights came on during the day and cars had to use their headlights and it was just like a really bad like countrywide problem or you know maybe i don't know how the west coast was faring maybe they were fine out there but it was it was a good chunk of the country that was affected by the dust bowl so Obviously, it was a lot worse in the Great Plains area where the dust was coming from, but it was affecting large sections of the country. So, uh, in 1934, uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt launched the Shelter Belt Project, and the idea was that, obviously, that trees would help break the wind, and they would help hold the soil down, you know, by uh, massive root structures and whatever. Mm -hmm. So... Um, basically his original idea was to, to plant, uh, basically a strip of forest from Canada to the Gulf of Mexico, a hundred miles wide. So a hundred miles wide and a thousand miles long. That was his original plan. So he launched this, he just kind of pitched this to the forestry department and said, here, what do you think of this? And they tossed it around for like about a year and were like, uh, okay, sort of, but not that. And came back with this other idea about doing strips of trees but not one solid block Mm -hmm. and he originally so we're here we're here in uh, reno county kansas and he originally planned to do this whole network of tree strips a little bit further west and we're actually i think we're on the eastern edge kind of 
Uh, but they de- they moved it a little bit further east because of annual precipitation amounts. Mm. Uh, basically, they moved as far west as they could with enough rain to support mm-hmm. tree life. Oh. And um, but it ended up being further east than they were originally hoping. So, uh-huh. so is that we're on the eastern edge. I think we're on the eastern edge. Okay. I think yeah. I think more of it is um, west of us, if I remember correctly. So. Um, <clears throat> Eleanor Roosevelt actually visited Reno County, Kansas in 1939 to look at these um, shelter belts. She visited a farm west of Arlington, Kansas. So I thought that was interesting. And I should just, while I'm thinking about it here, plug where I got my uh, research from. And it happened to be our very good friend. Actually, I don't know if he's our very good friend, but who we all know, um, Daryl Bontrager. He did... He graduated from um, college this year and had to do a senior thesis, and he did it on the Shelter Belt uh, project. Oh, wow. So cool. he kindly sent that to me, and um, I hadn't, haven't read the whole thing yet, but the bit that I did read was fascinating. So Can I ask two things kind of on that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. First one is, first of all, I didn't know that the Dust Bowl went nearly that far east. I wouldn't have known it yeah. affected like New York that uh-huh. much. Um, the other thing was, did they, what was the incentive for it? Like, did people get paid to plant them or was it like federal employees that planted, planted them? Or? Yeah, coming right up. So okay, sorry. basically one of the, one of the issues they, they ran into was the, was the funding part of it. So they originally, um, Roosevelt originally had, um, tried to get funding from various emergency funds, federal emergency funds. And, and I think that that was what funded it the first little bit, but then uh, it was it was eventually put under the Works Progress Administration, which is I think something uh, Roosevelt had set up after the Great Depression to give people work. Um, oh, okay. So part of the thing with part of the deal with that is they had to because it was under that administration that they required that ninety percent of the funds went to actually paying the help. <clears throat> so it was a lot more. It was planted quite a bit with manual labor uh, rather than using ex- expensive equipment or tractors or that kind of thing. Um, and it was a way of supporting people. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So so the funding, okay, I don't remember all the dates here, but for the first number of years, they funded it with kind of emergency fund, um, you know, the, the working, the Works Progress Administration funds and that kind of thing. And then... I think it was. I think it was in 1936. They decided. So it started in 34, 1936. They decided to apply um, for like a budget cut from Congress, or like be mm-hmm. part of the budget. And Congress mm. just mauled the thing. They were like, they were like, this is not. Yeah, we can't be spending money on this, and and ordered that it be liquidated. And so, oh, wow. So Roosevelt wasn't actually that easily deterred, and so it uh, changed its name at that point. It no. it was you know liquidated and came back in a different name, <laughs> um, oh, known as the Prairie States Forestry Project, and that's um, the name it held till 1942 when it was phased out. So um, after I think it was after he changed the name, he just applied to the WPA, the the Works Progress Administration again, and I think that's what funded it. Mm. the rest of the time so mm-hmm. um so they had so, some of the things i thought were interesting is they had the the forestry service or the foresters were kind of back and forth with the farmers because the farmers have the mm-hmm. land 
and the farmers didn't want to use up more of the land than they needed to, but the foresters wanted, you know, as much many trees as possible kind of thing. And so <clears throat> they were back and forth. One of the things the farmers wanted was an odd number of rows because they were going to have to, like, plant their fields between these rows while the trees were still young until mm. they matured. So they wanted an odd number of rows so they could start and end their cultivating at the same end of the field. <laughs> so oh. I think the huh. the um, foresters allowed for that. And uh, one of the reasons they were doing these strips instead of these strips of trees instead of like a solid block of forest was because they figured it wouldn't drain the subsoil moisture as much. Mm-hmm. So Derek, mm-hmm. you might know more about that than, than <laughs> I do, but um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and so from 1934 to 1942, they, they planted a total of how many trees? I'll let you guess. How many trees do you think were planted in that? So they did end up, I think, I think this, the shelter belt project did go kind of from Canada to Mexico, but it was in these, these strips of trees rather than, um, one solid block of forest. So I don't know if that gives you any idea whatsoever or not, but 1.78 million. Like 20 million. I feel like I'm way on the low side, but I don't know. I'll go in the middle, like 10 million. 222 million trees. Oh, yeah. They're all all way low. Way low. So anyway, that's my kind of spicy. I just, I thought it was interesting because here in, in Reno County, there are a number of shelter belts and like, my grandparents live close to one, so I have memories from, from playing behind their house in the shelter belt, and um, I was just ha- yeah fascinated by the history of it. So. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot there. It's it's a good, mm-hmm. a good thing to look into. I I do know that we're missing a lot of species that were originally planted. Mm-hmm. Okay, in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So oh, they had okay. a very diverse, huh. and they they planted some really nice trees, and mm-hmm. a lot of them, unfortunately, in the drier climates, didn't make it. I think. Oh, okay. So, so it's like, mostly just the hardy ones that kind of want out versus yeah, some of the softer some of trees. The, mm-hmm. Some of the scrappier, kind of tougher stuff that doesn't look as cool. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> had they, like, what are some of the ones we might have lost? Like hardwoods and stuff? or That's what I'm thinking. I don't okay. even know what all. I, I've always been kind of fascinated by shoulder belts because I grew up at the end of one and actually currently live in that same place. So um, you kind of live in one, if we're being honest. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, Yours comes with some hedge balls, am I right? <laughs> yes, way too many hedge balls. But um, but I was always kind of fascinated because I think they were, at least in this area, they were all planted. I mean, the, it was a, a system. Like, they had certain kinds of trees in certain places in, uh-huh. the, in the rows. Uh-huh. Um, and what was it? On the south side, there were, like, Russian olives that are not there at all in ours, hmm. at least. Oh. Like, just completely gone. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know what what the whole progression was. It's interesting to look at ours and see what's still there. There's mm-hmm. tons of volunteers and tons of trees that have fallen down, but mm-hmm. so they've yeah. So you can still see a little bit of a pattern, or not really. Some, somewhat. Oh, Some yeah. of the hardy ones are still. You can oh, just kind of see those. That's rows. interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it was different in different places and different over the different years. Okay. Because like I mean, obviously, how how long a time span was it? Uh, I think it was 34 to 42. So was it eight years? Yeah, something like that. So you think about the changeover in the foresters and stuff, mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. elections and everything happening. Mm-hmm. That could change things. And also, yeah, just... Yeah. And even even the same forester might have different ideas. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you might learn things. Yeah, you learn things in the meantime. If you plant a bunch the first year and they all die off, you probably mm-hmm. do something, something different the next year. But yeah, year. there's a lot of shelter belts that, like I was listening to a podcast, or actually a, it was a it was a radio show, a podcast of a radio show from some guys in, some farm guys in uh, South Dakota, and they were talking about maintaining shelter belts, and they were talking about some nice hardwood species that, we never. I don't know that we ever, hardly ever had in our shelter okay. belts here. Hmm. So, huh. anyway, it's just. That's interesting. But again, that'd be it towards the northern side of things. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. What do you have, Brad? Okay, so I've got a question for you guys. How long have you stayed awake for one stretch of time? Ooh. Ooh Less up. than twenty-four hours. I don't. I don't think I've ever stayed up for twenty-four hours. Okay. Maybe uh, twenty or twenty-two. I don't know. Uh-huh. I want to say it was right around 28 to 30. Yeah. Somewhere there. I know it was longer than 24. It was mm-hmm. like a morning to like the next either late morning or early afternoon. I can't remember for sure. Mm-hmm. But yes, I would say 28 would be my best guess. Mm-hmm. Like 8 to 12 the next day. Sure. You have any I, idea? man, somewhere in that range, yeah. somewhere between the two of you. I don't know for sure what mine is. The highest I think it could be was maybe 36, but I'm not, I don't know oh, if wow. that made it quite that high. Um, anyway, um, so back in the 1950s, there was apparently kind of the fad to do what they called wake-a-thons. And, and so I think Peter Tripp was kind of the first one. He was a radio personality. And in 1959, he stayed awake for... Uh, in a wakeathon for charity for 201 hours, which is like oh almost eight and a half days. Oh, I didn't know that was actually possible. And then he died, right? Well, <laughs> you know, um, did he literally? Th- no, no, he didn't actually. Oh. No, oh. not right then. But, um, so, um, I think if I, if I remember correctly, it was the last 66 hours or something. He had drugs to help him stay awake. So it wasn't well, you just like, okay. wait, but the first bit he was doing yeah. it without any, right. like, Caffeine or anything? I don't know. Maybe he had okay. that. I don't. I don't know what he had at that point. I feel but. like at the point you're taking drugs to stay awake. You should probably rethink your life decisions. Yeah. Like he he did start. Well, it was for started, charity. So well, you know, I'll give him a little yeah. bit of wiggle room there, but still not a great. Drugs idea. for charity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he did start hallucinating after a while. I think it was before the the drugs. Oh, but dear. anyway, was so. he doing this on the air? Yes, he was doing it on the air. How oh, do you even tell when okay. someone's still technically still awake if I, they're hallucinating? Yeah, I don't know. It, it was <laughs> wow. a mess. That but, is impressive, though. Um, anyway, so and his his life did kind of fall apart after that. Um, he he had a hard time with employment and yeah, just some, a lot of issues. Some people think it's because of the sleep deprivation, but I don't know if that's proven that that's the case. Anyway, wow. in 1963, or I guess over the end of 63 and into 64, a man named Randy Gardner um, <clears throat> broke this record. There were actually there were other radio personalities that jumped in and actually broke Peter Tripp's record, but Randy Gardner was 17 years old and he was doing a science. He wanted to. He was a science project for a science fair. And so he decided he's going to see if he can break this record. And so he went for 11 days and 25 minutes without sleep. And Oh, snap. I just, anyway, what? so he... he what, I, what was he trying to prove with the science fair thing? Well, it was just, just a that, science project type of thing. Just that you get miserable after the first 36 <laughs> hours? Yeah, I don't, I mean, it, I don't know either, I mean, you know, what the science part of it was exactly but i think there were some doctors and whatever that were 
observing hmm. part of the time. So that was that was part of it. Um, anyway, he actually, ironically, later had insomnia, <laughs> um, oh. and he he actually thinks it could have possibly come from from some of that. Wow. Like he was un- he was operating under the premise that we don't have to sleep. Like oh my. it's not that big a deal. Oh, and uh, he definitely okay. has a different different tune now. Good like he's, he's like okay, wow. When, wow. when when was this that he did uh, his this was experiment in the sixty three and started okay. 64, so still so. a little ways right, a little a long time ago. <clears throat> anyway, so then then I I was listening to a podcast about some of this and sleep deprivation is not a joke. Like Mm-mm. literally, you about you can't really catch up. Now, obviously, you know you miss some sleep. You do kind of. It's not like you just lose out indefinitely. You kind of can gain it back. But it's, it's, I think sometimes we get the idea, well, I'm going to skip, I'm going to only get three hours this one night, and then I'll just make up for it. And it's not quite that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that Some of the scientists that we're talking were saying you should think of it more as breathing rather than some sort of bank that you just put it into a whole bunch and then you can take out when you want to or whatever. Mm-hmm. More like breathing, like you do need oh, to do it regularly yeah. in a certain amount. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and you can it, only hold your breath for so long. Right, exactly. Yeah. exactly. If you start, apparently that's eleven days. That's just insane. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And that, that didn't mention anything about drugs. And that might have had something to do with his age. He was seventeen. So, can you but, imagine like night number ten? That just can you like, imagine awful. night number two? I just can't. Night number one. Oh, <laughs> like, I wakes up at eight. Like I'm gonna stay up for as long as I can. And then like nine o'clock that evening, just feel droopy. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know how they do it because, you know, some a few farmer, uh, at least one farmer that I follow on social media sometimes does two all night, two all two consecutive all nighters. Ah, just how do you and yeah, just he does. He, I think he does like a couple power naps occasionally okay. like oh. 20 minutes oh that's a different deal okay so it is a little different but it's not like it's no. not that's okay. not sleep my, no my question I mean, is, is i assume he's doing that like busy sleep. season of the year like harvest or something right yeah i think okay. so what does he do on the off season is what i'd like to know because if he's sleeping more you might be able to get away with that i don't know mm-hmm. but i know like like in alaska or like some of those northern places where it's light Mm. Like mm-hmm. it stays light for like twenty two hours a day in the summer or whatever, and then it's dark like almost all the time in the winter. I think they work like crazy during the summer, mm-hmm. and then they just sleep a lot in the winter. And like they, they have a little of different body like rhythm than some of the rest of us do. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You're, so I don't know if that's healthy or not, but right. I could see that maybe being a mm-hmm. possibility. Mm-hmm. Okay, logistical question though. After about the first day of the first twenty four hours of staying awake. What are you doing? Because, like, for me, yeah. I could really function to, like, work or not work. Like, if you're not work, you're probably going to be sleeping. Like, oh, you're how... basically drunk at you... that point. Like, if sleep deprivation <laughs> does have the same effect on your brain as, like, a couple beers. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Like, I couldn't just go to work, like, normal. Right. No. Be too, like, no. Definitely not what these guys were doing. Oh, well, I guess the one guy was on the, on the air. So, <laughs> what, does that, what does that tell you? But, but uh, this Randy Gardner, basically, I mean, he's talked about playing basketball or they'd go for drives or just whatever, just, like, doing things, like okay. walking, whatever, just huh. to stay awake. Oh, he, had, he had two friends that would take shifts would switch and, and help him out. Oh, Keep this okay. guy away. Yeah. Oh, that would but that would drive help. me nuts. You'd have a guy coming back that just rested. Yeah. Like, oh, I just... Like, I cannot. Uh, oh. He would like be feeling all fresh, like, oh yeah, let's go do this. And you just be like, <laughs> zombie. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's awful. It's that yeah, crazy. So it kind of blows my mind, and it sounds terrible, but it was kind of fascinating anyway. Huh. That is not one of my dreams. <laughs> sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It does sound like a nightmare. Yeah, I need my sleep. <laughs> Eight hours of it every night. Yeah, exactly. I well, thought, I thought it, this uh, looking into this topic was interesting because we just had a baby a couple weeks ago, and so I feel a little bit sleep deprived at times. So yeah. it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. to dig into this. So was that like? When you say interesting, do you mean depressing or? <laughs> well, it's kind of a little bit depressing because <laughs> okay. it's like, okay, I need my sleep, but I can't really get it right now. So how, what am <laughs> yeah, I supposed exactly. to do here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've started thinking of it as a really high interest loan. Mm. Yeah. So if if huh. you need it, you need it, but you are going to have to pay pay it back. You're and saying. You will have to pay it back with a lot of interest. You're saying not sleeping is that. Uh, yeah, skipping sleep. Gotcha. Or, okay. Oh, yeah. That kind of makes sense. Or being that, sleep wow, deprived that, or whatever. Good yeah. good analogy there, Derek. I like that. So, how, okay, can we just each go around and say how much sleep you generally think you need to function at like normal to peak capacity? Like, like I'm not saying enough to just kind of drag along and get by, but how much kind of do you think you should be getting? Well, I would guess in the seven to eight range, but I'm suspecting that it's probably actually more um, because based on how I often feel. Uh-huh. So, yeah, eight to nine. And maybe. you said you said eight, Derek. I should roughly. get eight. I think seven is probably enough. Uh-huh. Seven and a half. Maybe. Are you saying target like to actually feel good, or what we actually usually to actually get? feel good? I'm not. Okay, no, I'm not so... talking about what you usually get. I'm talking about what you should get. Okay, now I gotta do some quick calculations. Wait. I would say about right around eight. Like, that would be ideal. Like, maybe... I mean, obviously, more than that is better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, if I get too much more than that, I might start waking up a little bit earlier, depending uh-huh. on the situation. Or if I'm much less than that, then I'll still feel a little bit more drog- like groggy than normal in the morning. So, probably right around 8. Yeah, I think around 8 is close like for me, too. 10.30 to 6.30-ish. Mm-hmm. See, it's weird when I when I sleep, say, if I got a sat- a free Saturday, and I sleep in, like... Four hours extra. I actually feel kind of groggy the mm-hmm. rest of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think too much sleep can actually make you feel tired. Hmm. Kind of messes with your rhythms, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's it for kind of spicy. It's time for top five. All right, everybody, welcome to the top five seg- segment. And uh, today, today it's my Literally. turn. Sorry, <laughs> don't spoil no, it, Brad. Spoil it right there. <laughs> today it's my it's turn, turn to bring you a top five category. Awesome. All right. And my top five category is non-chocolate candy. So Ooh, I feel like I'm pumped for this. Good candy is a big subject, and yes. There's a lot of categories, and chocolate is obviously... Well, there's actually multiple categories of chocolate, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Good we're not talking bad. about chocolate today. We're talking about non-chocolate, which I feel is a much smaller category. Huh. Ooh, I don't know Interesting. About I would have said it was bigger. But... Still valid, but... I don't, huh. I don't think it's smaller, but I appreciate you breaking it down. Yes. Have you been yeah. in the candy aisle at Walmart, though? There's a lot of candy in there. There's a lot of candy. Huh, yeah. I feel like... I guess there's a lot of chocolate, too. Two-thirds of the 
section is taken up by chocolate. There is a lot of chocolate at Walmart. I mean, just look at it sometime. Just take a look at but it. But aren't there less different kinds of chocolate, though? Eh. Just different packages for the same thing? Okay, yeah, maybe, that's where yeah. I'm coming from. Sure, I, I agree with right. that. But I see what you're saying. The aisle's pretty All fun. right. But anyway, we're not talking about chocolate today, so that's fine. Again, so you ready for my number five pick? Oh, hit yes. us with it. Yep, let's do it. Okay. What we got? Jolly Rancher. Jolly Rancher. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Uh, which flavor yeah, or all flavors? That's a huge. Because if you're going okay. with the, if you're going with the blue raspberry, go then fresh sure. Or the year old ones I usually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Point. I just had some really fresh year, ones the other the day. The year old ones oh. are like a are like a chewy and hard combo, no, right? They're, they're basically like the first sixteenth like of an inch is house chewy. because you try to like kind of bite. And then your teeth are permanently festive. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of festive, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> festive would be the word for my dentist to use. <laughs> That's where the flossing comes in. Oh <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how do you, how do you feel about okay, that well, being at the even on the list? Do you like do you like all the flavors or just one flavor? Like well, I, of course, blue raspberry is the best. Okay, yes, good, good. Green no, apple yes. is wild kinda, cherry. Kind of interesting. No. Wild cherry. I, I'm Wait. going with the the green apple. Oh, day. okay. This is that's like uh, second. That's, that's like second top. best. The second best. Uh, and then watermelon is very good. Yeah. And yeah. then cherry is kind of overrated. But okay, uh-huh. but overall, I would I I like it at number five because I wouldn't say it's just like a top tier candy, but it's a good. I feel like it's pretty solid. Like you, you don't run into a lot of people where you're like, "Oh, Jolly Ranchers are good." And they're like, "No, I don't like any of the flavors of Jolly Rancher." Uh-huh. It's. I think it's know, okay. It's on the okay. list. I think I, if I would have been doing the ranking, I'm guessing it wouldn't have made it. It probably would have been like seven me. or eight. Sour but, cherry is but, underrated. But yeah, it's, as far it's, as it's all right. Go. Okay, I gotta give me a minute to write down my. So we have to tell suspense. the audience what's going on here. Derek has a whiteboard, and he writes down uh, his next pick, and then turns the board around and shows us. And so that's what he's doing now. He's writing down uh, the number four seat. So yep, you got, got it. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, dum dum pops that is egregious. Well, hey. you are also you also work at a bank, so that's you fair. are <laughs> exposed to a lot of those. I have a high dum dum okay. tolerance. Hold on a second. <laughs> or a low. Like dum dum pops are the little ones, right, with no gum on the inside. Yes. Yeah, thankfully. Oh dear, Derek. Those wait, are like, wait, why would you want gum? Wait, they're basically like basic, the most basic. I, basic at first, I thought you meant you blow get. pops. But those are good. Uh, but dum dums, yeah. wrong answer. No, those are good. <laughs> dum dums should not be on this list whatsoever. They're like number twenty-one. Yeah, dude, I think they have such maybe good flavors. thirty. However many different 20, kinds of candy yeah. there are, they're like at about four up from the bottom. Ooh. <laughs> oh okay. man! No. What's on the bottom? <laughs> uh, black licorice. <laughs> right. Well, we can agree on true. that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You haven't tasted a lot of candy, Brandon. Dum Dum Pops aren't that far down there. Okay, they're not that far down there, but they're certainly but they're not far down. T- okay, I agree. they're a little I agree. Blue raspberry Dum Dum Pop. I mean, okay, it's oh, fine. Yeah, you got so the right good. flavor. Of blue. Okay, yeah, but I do love a blue if you want raspberry, blue raspberry, go eat a Jolly Rancher. Well, okay, that's what exactly. Fine. Why? Why? This is the same thing, sort of. I mean, Jolly Ranchers are better. Okay, Jolly Ranchers, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Jolly Ranchers. Dum Dum could improve its game if they just actually eliminated the sticks. I was just going to say that. Exactly. Jolly Ranchers, you don't end up with a stick to, like, like kind of suck on and get cardboard stuck in your teeth. So I wanted to say that because I learned... The trick to removing the stip- sticks from you, or at least... You just bend it oh. back and forth? No. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you pull them out. 
you pull them out. It's like yeah, break, it's, it's like breaking possible? off a splitter. I thought <laughs> I thought possible. you taught me that. Well, I hope I did, but I I'm learning new things. <laughs> so what you do is you care. You must have been a dream of yours. Place it in your mouth, in your, yeah, carefully, and just. Like, slowly put pressure on the stick, not so much that it hurts your teeth. <laughs> Where do you call your dentist in this equation? No, my teeth are fine. My front <laughs> teeth are already chipped. We don't need to make this worse. So you just carefully... It doesn't take much pressure. Just slowly pull that stick out of the out of the pop and... Okay, and then you, you basically just this? have like a... Like a well, have you tried to do candy. this? I've done it many times. Okay, because I used to do it by like twisting back and forth. But then breaks. you have... Then you have like terrible a, cardboard in your mouth. Right, yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. So I'm really glad to hear about this method. I'm you need to try okay, it. Does it, it, does it work consistently though? Because not everyone works. No, it, <laughs> okay. but you need to try it every time to see if it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so just, it the reason you like <laughs> dumb dumb bumps because you get to play the like lottery, lottery with yeah. the stick. Every yeah, time. it's kind of like, fun. Figure but out. It is interesting. It seems like it, everyone has a favorite flavored dumb dumb. Like it's a they have very high. That's actually true. Very high brand visibility because everyone loves them. I will say this about dumb dumbs. They are nostalgic for me because. We used to get them in the mail from our mail oh. lady every yeah. what Wednesday. And at the bank, there was too. a certain yeah. yeah, there was a certain day of the week she would give enough dum dum pops. Was it only one day of the week? All of us kids, I think yeah, so. It probably was. That would make more sense. I don't oh. think she gave yeah, candy was, every yeah, single day. Sure. One day of the week. And did you guys not get this? No. Oh well. The who? Um, Unless well, my parents. The mail lady. Yeah, the mail lady would give dum dum pops. I'm surprised. We had a you must have had awesome a different mail lady. Yeah. We one time stuck a donut in there for her, and she like around Christmas she'd give us like chocolate and stuff. Well, and wow. she had a birthday nice. once, like I don't know, was just her sixtieth birthday. <laughs> yeah, sorry, no, like a special birthday oh. that like a lot of the community folks gave her gifts. Like wow. anyway, there was huh. it was it was a kind of a neat. Like we, we don't have that relationship with our mailman now, so but he doesn't yeah. give us candy either. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so so it's nostalgic for me in that in that cool. way. The yeah. um the butterscotch dum dums I think were Ooh, one of my faves. Yeah. Or the what were the other ones? Blue Maybe the blue, we'd always blue raspberry, blue yeah. Raspberry. Which is either the best flavor isn't even like a real fruit. That's true. Yeah. yeah, what's up with blue raspberry? Why is it so good? I I don't know. It's they just pour a bunch of poppy seeds into the, oh, <laughs> the oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, okay. Are you ready for my number three pick? Yeah, what, what's yes. number three? All right, number three. Skittles. Skittles. Derek. I'm getting more and more disappointed with the yeah, job. Ranchers is looking better and better the longer. <laughs> oh, come on. Skittles is a solid choice. Skittles, I put yeah. It at yeah. Five to ten. It's yeah, fine. Okay. yeah. It's yeah, uh, that. Okay, so it's Skittles for sure in good. the top ten. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, give me a list. Yeah, I, I might, think so, but it's yeah. not in the top five. Skittles Ooh, are not in the top five. I, I really appreciate you candies. stepping up with something other than a hard candy. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Because I was feeling a little disappointed on those first well, two. Right. Again, they're not. So those were maybe some of my favorite hard candies. So that's okay. why they're. But still, hard candy See, is right. well. I'm giving away my the rest of my top. <laughs> so my main problem is that I could just at this point think of like you only have two spots left. I can think of multiple candies yeah. that should fill this top couple uh-huh. top couple spots. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Let me yep. continue. So tell us why Skittles. Yeah. Yeah. Why Skittles? So. They're just so good, and you can make Skittle burgers. <laughs> oh, I do love <laughs> a Skittle burger. What? <laughs> Those are so overrated. Oh. What is that? So you basically you take, well, it doesn't really matter. You can <laughs> you can, you take one that's kind of roughly bread colored, and you take one that's kind of cheese colored, and oh, and and uh, lettuce colored, and one that's kind of meat colored, and you. Stick them all together. Uh-huh. A meat colored Skittle sounds disgusting. It's the brown one. Okay. What? There's brown ones? I don't think there's brown ones. It's the red not... one, isn't it? Oh, maybe red. Purple? Yeah, I thought they just said purple. purple. Yeah, oh, it's purple. 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 There oh, you go. Okay. That's the closest thing to brown. Wait, how many colors of Skittles are there? 
Isn't it just the colors of the rainbow, basically? Uh, it depends on what kind of skeleton. Yeah, there there's are a lot different of different flavors. Flavors. Shades. I'm just going with original for, yeah, yeah, for gotcha. this exercise. Gotcha. The best Skittle is... Sorry, but you weren't done with your Skittle oh, yeah. burger. Thing. And so, so you, then you squish them together. Okay. And then you get all the different Left. flavors uh-huh. in each bite. Okay, so Derek, finish the sentence. Okay. The best Skittle color is what? Uh, purple? Ooh. <laughs> it's definitely red, red but yeah. No, what about green? Red. Color okay, is red. Yeah, red, red is good. I can uh, go with what red. About green? Green is pretty green. good. Okay, red's good. Yeah. Do they all taste the same or do they taste different? I'm pretty sure they, they taste different. They taste different, but different. I question how much different yeah. they taste. Yeah, right. I think it's like, more Like, it's mental, probably just the coating or something. For sure, yeah. yeah, for sure. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. I just enjoy eating them. They have a nice sensation when they hit my teeth and my tongue. But I can tolerate them being on your list. Like, I don't personally find them that attractive but i think they i know a lot of people they are pretty popular so it's not the worst i feel like they take a little too much effort like what? they're <laughs> almost too oh. chewy like i have to too... just take them out of the bag bread yeah that's good that's like, a good talking thing about candies that take effort skittles are not that high on the list <laughs> well but i'm talking about the actual chewing process like i prefer <laughs> so you want to talk about that like chewy candies that take effort try like sugar babies or something like that no thanks no (laughs) brad's just like i would rather inject this sugar straight into my bloodstream (laughs) why are we messing around with chewing anything (laughs) this is not getting into my wait so so you're saying you want a softer yeah i I like yeah i like skittles they do tend to like wear on your jaw muscle right exactly that's where i'm going it's like yeah after a number of handfuls you're like wait a minute what am i doing here i will say skittles are one of those things they're they're kind of like the um easy listening music of candy in that you can kind of like inhale a bunch of them without really yeah that's probably the scary part it is a little scary it's probably probably really taking a toll on your body too much other than your jaw it's probably good it does though so it slows you down yeah yeah for sure life choices but but they're just kind of like standard issue okay i'm ready for number two what do we got okay so this one's gonna be it could be a little controversial because (laughs) landon is grimacing at the white boy he gets like an early view (laughs) oh yeah so the producer gets to look so am i gonna have to walk out of the studio it's relatives it's it's relatives have chocolate in them but it does not. I thought it was Skittles, because okay. M&M's are definitely their relatives. <laughs> They're not. Okay, okay. They're well, not what, even related. What do we have? What do we have? Yes. Reese's, Reese's pieces. pieces. Okay. okay. I Challenge flag. Yeah. I love is... Reese's Pieces, and they do probably deserve a spot on top five list, but they are definitely chocolate. No. They have peanut butter no. in them, bro. There's no way. Do, is, this, <sighs> is the shell chocolate at all? That's in any way, but I know of it's like a candy I don't think so. it's like it's like a candy coating, and but then I it's just, just got problem. peanut butter and sugar in it. Derek just danced around the chocolate thing, like he just but kind it's of Reese's. nicely you put, put this you one in here. You had to include that in a chocolate category, but it's not. Hey, Reese's pieces just because are not chocolate, chocolate and peanut butter go together doesn't mean they're the same thing, bro. I know. I just still feel like it belongs <laughs> okay. in a chocolate conversation. Well, I understand that. That's why I told you it'd be controversial. But... Brad, Brad, and Brandon are currently on their furious devices, like <laughs> trying to figure out if Reese's Pieces have uh, chocolate in them yeah, or not. They have no chocolate. See, I see. I go. told you. There I didn't you even look yep. it up. I just knew it. His That's hands are clean. Weird, his hands though. are clean. Yeah. So and his hands but... are mediocre, dirty because it still feels like you're pulling in. <laughs> you're pulling in a chocolate byproduct. It's like a chocolate. Supplement. No, it's, it's not a byproduct. <laughs> okay, let's. Get over the chocolate part. Okay. That's way too high for Reese's Pieces. Um, it's a little high. They don't make my not... top ten, I don't think. Oh, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. They, What? Oh. I don't know if they're quite top oh, five, but they're pretty off. close to top five. So I don't know if they should be number two. That scares yeah. me a little bit. But they're definitely, yeah, they're a good candy, Derek. I'll they're, give you that. I, I, I would kind of agree. I, I think two is a little high, but I think they're still delicious. Okay. Hmm. 
So they Brad's are what Skittles on, want to be. Out on the. They're easy also, chewing, no, Brad. They're what? Come on, Brad. They want to be small M&Ms. and easy chewing. They huh? want to be M and M's, and they just didn't make oh. it. Well, but they but actually took M and M's and then made them good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, why would it? No. Why? Don't be hating on M and M's. M and M's are okay. Good. So, like, they're so peanut butter M and M's are getting close, and then. Then you get to Reese's Pieces, like, oh, this is what I really wanted the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, okay. Kay. Top number one. Number one. Okay. And mm-hmm. I've got some wild card stuff coming up after this, so. Gotcha. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. But so now I'm nervous because there's still two that are noticeably conspicuous. Noticeably conspicuously <laughs> absent. There is one it's that has to be on list. this list. If it's not, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> like you can't have two left in the number one. It spot, is a chewy so. candy, so it might still I just be on. But of another one, Ooh. there's at least three. I have this feeling that it's not going to be on. See, I think you chewy guys are going to be disappointed. <sighs> oh dear, hard candy. Okay, what we got? It's not hard. It's just different. Oh. Nerds. Oh. Okay. That's a top okay. five. I'm, I'm not as disappointed I can, as I yeah, thought. Okay. But I can do a top I five. About okay, real quick though. Where do we have the Peachios? The gummy <laughs> oh. worms? The, gummy worms? Where do we have? Where do we have? Um, like those little sweet tart, sweet tart balls. Like the little, I, I don't the know what they're balls, called, but the little they're, chewy, they're chewy sweet tarts. Chewy sweet tarts. They come in a bag and they're haven't had them. Little sweet. Oh no! Wait. Are those the kind of the marshmallowy type? No, 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 no. Okay, no, no. Those are awful. No, no. They're sweet um, tart chews. I think I've seen them. I oh, just never tried. Mini chewies. Yes. Yeah. Is that what they are? I yes. forget what they're called. Yes. That is a top one. Case. Yeah. Basically, exactly. That's only, what I was hoping it was going to be. But possibly stop eating good. them is if your mouth disintegrates via the acid. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. Yes. Pretty much. Oh wow. Pretty much. They're amazing. Yes. But, those okay. are. Yes. Back that's to the nerd's point. Okay. Um. Don't entirely support. But I can support the effort because I feel like nerds are a very top tier candy. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I definitely probably want to, like, if you ask me what my favorite candy is, not about to say nerds, but they're a very solid, like, any day of the week type of candy. Yeah, for me. yeah, they are. Here's here's the thing, though, Derek. I think nerd, nerds are good, but I think okay. they're like a number three or four candy. Okay. So I think you should have dropped off like the bottom three of your list. Okay. Okay. Or bottom just, four, yeah. I just, I just <laughs> moved, just moved those top two down and put in a couple others up top. See, so I that's feel like, all I, I feel like done to the nerds list. aren't like the star on the team, but they're like the go- really good like secondary or third level player. They're kind of like what I'm yeah, yeah. They're they're kind of a layup. They're and just, so, <laughs> part of my problem with nerds is they're not like on a trip just. Not not a good way to eat them. True. Know? And so really without like spilling yeah, anything. Like oh, there's so many just little pieces. Open the box and pour well, them in your mouth. So basically, the only candy Brad is happy with is just pixie sticks, which is true. Just like <laughs> no, no, a no, sugar, no, a sugar. No, you can't get those. Mini no. chewings, you can get a hold of oh, them, right. okay. but they won't go everywhere. Yeah, that's I was true. like, a here's pixie sticks, just like a sugar tunnel. Straight pixie sticks, <laughs> pixie sticks, you can't even eat because if you don't know how to eat them, <laughs> no, right? No. That, that the saliva, if you like suck on the end of them, it clogs the whole works. Yeah. Yeah, you get the big plastic straws, so it's just oh, basically well, too much no sugar. Doubt, so. but, uh, okay, Derek, you should tell us why nerds for the yeah, top one. You should. I don't know. I'm just addicted to them. <laughs> Have Whenever... you had nerd ropes? Because those are next level delicious. <gasps> I haven't moves. had that. No. You haven't, I haven't had it. That, Dude, if you no, like nerds, that might fix nerd my it's chewy yeah. and crunchy, and they still might go all over, oh. but well, it's, that, not, no, it's not quite as They stick to the They stick to the thing. Think of, okay, this is going to sound bad because this isn't a candy I usually refer to in a positive light, but think of like a Twizzler, but it's like better than a Twizzler and it's sticky. So the nerds like stick to it. So it's like a crunch and a chew and it's really delicious. Oh. They have them Here's the, normally, but they especially have them around Christmas time. So there you one go. One thing I like about nerds is that they're a candy that impersonates gravel. And so if you have, 
if you find a piece, like a hypothetical piece of gravel, it turns out to be a nerd. It is so satisfying. My what if it's the other way? Yeah. Well, that's well, not great. That yeah, is the worst day but ever. See, but see, gravel is not very good at impersonating nerds as far as color. You had to just be like pretty precise about Chris your is color. just like sure. walking around in public places, checking all the gravel. Like, <laughs> see if it's a nerd. I yes. check my driveway regularly. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so this isn't my segment, but like hot tamales, do they make your list oh. anywhere? Uh, or Mike and Ike's. That's a good Mike point. Mike and Ike's are a little overrated. But uh, I, like so I am not a fan of cinnamon candy. Oh. You're apparently not much of a chewy person, which is interesting. Yeah. Well, I do like chewy stuff, but it's just not my Like, what about five. like Sour Patch what about, like, Swedish Fish? What about so those? Because yeah. like, I would definitely think Sour Patch. Yeah. Yeah. Sour Patch, like, actually, Swedish Fish are really so good. So we're... We're definitely Blue. getting into top 10 category here. Okay. Oh, okay. So okay. maybe we should do we like a, like... a Patreon with the, oh. <laughs> with like another top five, Ooh. except it's like, I don't know, like all the ones that didn't make the actual top five. <laughs> like the real yeah, top so, five. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so gummies, gummies and stuff are, are very solid choice. They're, They're just not my chewy choice, but yeah. Well, <laughs> whatever, whatever, Brandon. You're right. Technically, you're right. But yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, here's... here's a, <laughs> Sorry, but but just they just don't make my top five. They're maybe huh. my, they're, they'd be my top ten area. Do you want to hear candy? one of Candy's best kept secrets? Sure. They're, you can't find them as easily, and they're underappreciated. It's those, um, like, hard candies that are coffee-flavored. You can get them either... Oh, yeah, I like those. I think they call Coffee Go. Okay. Um, and they come in different flavors, and they're these little, like, kind of cubes of coffee-flavored joy. Or there's something similar that Werther's Original has, yes. which is, like, a uh, coffee-caramel combo. Yeah. Those are really Werther's good. Originals mm. are delicious. Those so are The only problem is if you, like, suck on them too hard because you're just trying to get all that creamy goodness. Sometimes you must swallow them whole, which is not great. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a, a personal problem. Yeah, that, that you is. need to practice your so, technique. That's right. Question: I have some stuff to sample here, Ooh. and I was wondering, do we want to do that now and tack it on the end of this, or do we want to save it for Patreon or some of both? I, I feel like we had another Patreon idea. Well, we did, but we could do multiple. What was the Patreon ideas. idea? Well, we'll talk to that. Talk about that later. <laughs> okay. I just no. Oh, could, yes, that's right. It was going to tease it. Yeah, we could tease it. It's actually, I remember now. It was. Um, we could talk about Brad's recent wedding sermon in which he referred right. like very stealthily referred to some podcast themes from our um our wedding podcast we did in what july or sometime mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. maybe we hit up the snacky snacks now and then we I, then we do brad's wedding sermon i thought on the we, could, we could just throw it all over on patreon i think we should dump more on patreon and see if we can lure some people <laughs> in. hey oh, okay, i like that okay so we'll be having we, we'll be having we all know that we've got enough content on this on this episode anyway okay so. yeah so just like the further candy discussion and the the wedding sermon recap will be over on Patreon. Does that sound good? Right. Yes. Yeah. Sounds good to okay. me. Yep. So sounds great. I will. I will say that like the one candy that I wanted to try was so I the, the way I anticipated this going was and it, it did kind of go this way is you guys were going to point out how my list is sadly missing gummies in general. Mm-hmm. So I thought, mm-hmm. why not? And then I looked in the Walmart shelf and there was. <laughs> nerds and gummies in one deal kind of like what you were saying oh hold up is this nerd jelly beans i don't think so but it's like nerd clusters or something (laughs) oh i've had those i'm getting scared delicious already i have no idea if they're good but we're gonna try them so nerd gummy nerd uh, jelly beans are super super good so i would assume that's also good 
I don't know. Anyway. Jelly beans in general, there's a lot of good options out there, like Jolly Ranch. Oh, yeah. I almost yeah, forgot yeah. about Jelly Beans. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. There's some good ones. Yeah, those are good. Man, there's so much there's out there. There's a lot out there. It, it, you tend to forget some of these things. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not I'm not backing down on any of my top five, <laughs> but I will say that I might have to back off on some of my top ten stuff. So uh-huh. Okay, can I go out on a limb and say that just recapping Derek's top five. So number one was Nerds, number two, Reese's Pieces, number three, Skittles, number four, Dum Dum Pops, and number five, Jolly Ranchers. So if you want to agree or disagree, listeners, you can go dispute it on our Instagram page on the, yeah. the episode. Ooh. Once Landon will post it out there or something, we'll, we'll get something rolling. And if you want to hear more conversation about non-chocolate candies, just go over to um, patreon.com slash vary and join the party there. So Oh, yeah. The gram is Answers May Vary Podcast. Oh, that's yeah, okay, cool. Okay. Yep, we got it. Also, Landon, what do they have to pay to get Patreon content? Like, if they're this, we, we, we know that, like, our demographic is a bunch of, like, thrifty Mennonites, and they're, I mean, some of them at least, not everybody, but, you know, they're going to want to, you know, how much they have to put into this deal to get the content processing? Wait for it, maybe five, five minutes? <laughs> five dollars. I think five dollars. Yeah. Five. Dollars, five thousand dollars. Okay, cool, five dollars. Okay. Could, could we but make a? I think we can make a. So. We can make it like a donation kind of thing that they could like even give us like a buck and it would be good enough, right? Sounds good. We should do that yeah. if, if we can do that. Let's yeah. drop a little donation we'll basis just, thing. Yeah, and yeah. So it's not yeah, not a big commitment. And if you want the extra con- content, also if you just want to support the efforts here. Mm-hmm. Right. If you want to support us getting fat off of Derek's skin. <laughs> no. No. If you want to support us actually having long enough headphone cords. <laughs> yeah. We. Landon's in need of an auxiliary cord. Like Our producer cannot lean back and relax. <laughs> <laughs> We're all like in a web where we like just can't move too far. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's actually not quite true. We're pretty comfortable. Uh, except Landon. Landon. Uh, Landon's headphones are on a pretty short auxiliary cord. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, I think that's it for for uh, top five. Unless anyone else has closing comments on that, <clears throat> yeah, we're just gonna close out the episode right now. Or? I think we should. Yep, mm-hmm. let's sure, do it. So, good. any any uh, summary comments or or final things you want to say before we're done? I want to uh, shout out Derek for bringing all sorts of snacks. Well, uh, Kristen exactly, brought some yes. too. Yeah, so. well, his were Thanks, way guys. more awesome than mine. Well, Derek true. brought <laughs> almonds. It's really hard to top. Yeah, all, like flavored almonds and dots pretzels. Those are pretty. Yeah, pretty dots pretzels yeah. and almonds. Yep. Well, yeah, and I, I, honestly, on the almonds, I just thought they looked good, and people act like they're good, but I didn't know if they were good, so it's kind of a, a learning experience for me, uh-huh. too. So, no, so, so were you impressed with them, though? They, I was, good? yeah. So if, if a Blue Diamond Almonds wants to sponsor us, we're available? <laughs> yes, right. and any time. All right. Well, I think this has been Answers May Vary. See you next time. Peace out. Have yeah. a good one. Thank you for listening to the Answers May Vary podcast. Our producer today was Landon Miller. Our host is Kristen Miller. Co-hosts are Brad Nisley, Derek Schmucker, and I'm Brandon Miller. If you like what you heard, please go leave us a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you'd like to support us, you can find us at patreon.com slash answersmayvary. And while you're online, go ahead and find us on Instagram at answersmayvarypodcast. We would also like to hear any feedback or question ideas that you would have for us. You can send all of that to answersmayvarypodcast at gmail.com.